This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Three years ago, Area C received funding to develop an integrated community sustainability plan. COVID intervened, and last August, a 14-member advisory group was assembled to help finish the job. The resulting draft plan was presented at the Wednesday, January 11th meeting of the SRD's Electoral Areas Service Committee. It was a very quick process, and we really appreciate all the efforts that went into it. The task force was convened in August, and by November, the task force, the consultant, and the SRD planner had come up with a draft proposal, which was then circulated to the community, and that draft was commented on by the community. But subsequently, because there was a very short timeline, some amendments were made to the document that was subsequently published and what you're receiving today. Explained Lanny Keller, a Reed Island resident and team member. Nick Robinson from Quadra Island said, We got back just over 100 questionnaires. And at that point, the ICSP was amended without involvement of our community advisory group. Our request is that you will look at the four small but significant changes that are requested, and the task force is unanimous in making that recommendation. After close to 50 minutes of discussion, much of it after Robinson and Keller had left, Regional Director Robin Mawinney agreed they should have a chance to state their case. I really appreciate the thoughtfulness that the task force brought these four minor recommendations that they would be more comfortable seeing in the final document. And I would really like it if the task force could have a chance to discuss those alterations or suggestions with the consultant. How do I say that as a motion? Chief Administrative Officer David Leach replied, It sounds like you would like to defer the comments from the delegation back to the task force and the consultant. That's right. At which point, newly elected chair Gerald Wally asked, Do we have a seconder? Regional Director John Rice, of Area D, seconded the motion. In the vote that followed, the committee agreed, quote, that the comments regarding the ICSP be referred back to the task force and consultant. During the previous discussion, Meredith Starkey, managers for parks and planning, gave an outline of the project's history. This process started in 2019. That's when we were awarded the grant. There was a series of public consultation events that happened at that time. There was a workbook. There were in-person open house sessions. There was a public survey that went out. That served as the basis for when we relaunched the project in August of this year, after pausing for COVID and a number of other challenges related to this project. We established the task force, which was a 14-member crew with members of Quadra and the Outer Islands. Shannon Gordon from the Whistler Centre for Sustainability, who had been hired to facilitate this process, explained some of the rationale behind the changes the advisory group had not liked. We didn't have a lot of time to finish off the project. We really got started in earnest in August once the task force was established. We had the first meeting with that group at the end of the month and worked with them between August and November to get that core content for the ICSP done. We put the draft plan on the page out to the community for feedback mid to late November, and then we're into December to analyze those results, incorporate changes based on those results into the plan, and finish the project by the deadline, which was December 31st. 
things were tight. We were up against a bit of a rock and a hard place to push it forward. The task force were very committed and passionate and would, I'm sure, have liked more time on this. What we heard on the vision was too focused on the environment. We need some better balance between environment and community, environment and economy. The vision of the goal statements aren't meant to be super prescriptive. They shouldn't be overly constraining in terms of how you move forward. They need to provide some room for dialogue and discussion and more detailed decisions coming later through your more detailed plans and regulations. We were very focused through input from the task force on that economic and industrial activity would protect the environment, not encroach in natural areas. And that's all good. We didn't water that down, but we just wanted to make sure that it was clear that Again, it's in service of employment and livelihoods so that people can be employed locally. There are going to be trade-offs. Sometimes there will be development of housing in a greenfield site. Obviously, you're going to try to do it in such a way that it minimizes impacts as much as possible. But upon reflection, the word avoided was a bit too constraining. So we just scaled that back a little bit to give you some wiggle room. Or we get into something that's too prescriptive. Part of what I try to do is what's the high level intent without being really prescriptive and constraining. That comes later through your more detailed plans and regulations. It's a long-term plan that's developed in consultation with the community and it serves as a guidance document for other planning documents and other policy decisions that are made. Unlike an OCP or a zoning bylaw in itself, it's not a regulatory document. There's nothing enforceable within it. What it does is that it gives us an opportunity to bring people together to find consensus. This is notoriously difficult in any community. Two of the directors had questions which identified sectors of the community that did not participate in the process. Mark Vanesh from Cortez Island asked one of the team representatives. Can you also talk about the diversity of the ages and the number of young people on that committee? That's a great question because we're almost all old. We had meetings in the middle of the day on weekdays, so young people who are working with three kids basically couldn't be on that task force. The age distribution is heavily weighted to older people. That's partly why I mentioned that I've raised four kids on Quadra Island, so although we're old, we're not completely out of touch with the issues of younger people. One of our daughters and her husband and two little girls lived on Quadra for years renting places, so we know about the housing problems, things like that. Actually, if, if you think I'm strong on rural character, you should hear our daughter. <laughs> Director Mawini wanted to know. How were the Wiwakai First Nation and other First Nations with traditional territories in Area C engaged in this process, and was there feedback? Starkey replied. We reached out to every nation, all 23, multiple times actually, back in 2019, and then direct solicitation to their referral offices as indicated as a preference by each of those nations. We did not receive any response, except for a couple to say that they did not wish to comment. Nick Robinson explained. The crux of the issue is around the vision statement, the plan itself that's attached to your agenda has a lot of pages, but the heart of it is a vision statement and some goals, just a page or two of information. The vision statement sets out what the community wants to be, what its values are, and gives direction to the whole rest of the planning process. It's a single sentence, but it's important. In the vision statement that we had all come up with, our advisory group 
staff and the consultant, we had as a strong value the community's desire to maintain its rural character. Rural character isn't defined in the ICSP, but it presumably includes things like relatively low population densities outside of designated settlement areas, low traffic, quiet, lots of green space, things like that. And in fact, that rural character value has been important in Area C planning for a long time. It's actually a central value in the Quadra Island official community plan. And I'm told from people in the outer islands that when they develop their official community plan, there's a good likelihood that they would include that rural character value in it. The problem is that the amendments that were done after the surveys came in really gutted that rural character value by changing the wording to say that the community would balance its desire for a rural character with a desire for community vibrancy. Community vibrancy isn't defined either. We assume that since you have to balance rural character against it, that it involves to some extent some different or even opposite things. And it would be hard to see in, say, an OCP or a zoning bylaw how rural character would have any force once it had to be balanced by this undefined community vibrancy. So the heart of what we're asking is to change the vision statement back so that we have rural character as a central value. Our advisory group has 14 people on it and views all over the place. One of the interesting things about being in a rural area is everyone is thrown together. So we've got loggers and teachers and entrepreneurs and everything from tree huggers to rednecks. But on this, our group are united. We think there should be a strong rural character value in there. I did at least hear from one member of the task force who did not come to that same conclusion and felt like the changes that were made to the draft were necessary. You've been listening to some select clips from discussions over Area C's proposed integrated sustainability plan. At one point, Nick Robinson made a reference to Article 1.1a of Quadra Island's official community plan. The passage in question states, quote, One of the primary functions of the Quadra Island official community plan is to provide Quadra Island and the surrounding peripheral islets with a guide for future land use and community development. The plan is an important statement of community values and goals. The objectives and policies contained within this plan recognize a wide variety of uses, are designed to maintain the rural character of the island and respect the physical characteristics and limitations of the land base, yet accommodate agricultural and forestry opportunities, expanded recreational opportunities, residential use and limited commercial and industrial activities, unquote. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.